1: Number two, Jeff Cameron Show 93: Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hope you're well. Thanks for tuning in to uh, to the program. Don't forget, if you're watching on War Chant TV, to like and subscribe. I'm Jeff, that's Tom Frecker Matthew here as always. Peace up on WarChant.com from earlier today. Ira raiding the room, linebackers poised to emerge as team strength for FSU. I think that is a uh, a misleading headline, maybe not of the article itself, but uh, I don't think they're going to emerge as uh, a strength of the team.
0: Do you? I think they could be. Um, man, so you're putting me on the spot. I'm trying no, to work just, through just, it because I don't know the defensive ends, a strength of the team. I know, know defensive tackle will be a strength. That's
1: the team. strength of the team, I think.
0: Tatum Bethune might be good enough. You only need two players on the field at a given time at that position. These so days, it's true. If yeah. Bethune stays healthy,
1: they could be good. Yeah. Tatum Bethune uh, is a huge uh, shot in the arm for that segment group. He may bring that group to life and make sure that it's not really a weakness on the team. Uh, I don't know that the area is going to be that of strength. Kalen Deloach came a long way. D.J. Lundy is an average player. Um, really specifically, he's good against the run. That, that's about what you have there.
0: Smart of him, though, to drop 20-plus pounds. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, he's a hard worker, and I and he's, he's a big hitter. Yep. Um. He's mm-hmm. uh, so he's a physical presence. He's he's lacking in some areas, uh, from sideline to sideline, but he, uh, you know, he's he's not lacking for toughness.
0: And you know, if twenty pounds equals one quicker step, maybe he needed two or three. But if it's one step quicker, then that'll play against the teams that you need to beat in conference this year.
1: I'm curious. I will say the the guy that is a bit of an enigma, and I think has a chance to maybe. Improve the way we view him as a player. Um, he's never been a guy that we've ever you know wanted to see like lose weight or be tougher or anything like that. Like sometimes you have things that are you're critical of a player and it has less to do with maybe what they're what they're capable of or um, you know what they haven't done. It's it's been more about what they refuse to do in order to get the best out of themselves. I don't think it's that for a guy like Amari Gainer. Amari's done everything that has been asked of him. He has done everything in his power to get the most and unlock the most of his abilities, and he's had some productive moments. But he's never been the dynamic player we thought he was going to be. He's a legacy. He got here. We thought, man, Amari's going to be a star. When you stand, and Tom can attest to this, when you stand next to Amari Gaynor and you're in an interview setting, that's a, a really a, a big, strong man that you think could dominate. He, he kind of has the look of a player. Of yesteryear, almost like his dad, right? He has the look of a guy that you expect to dominate when on the field, and he just doesn't do that. And, uh, you know, he's also been a player whose role has been hard to define. He's not quite the middle linebacker, he's not quite an outside linebacker, he's not big enough to be a defensive end, he doesn't have that first step to rush the passer, he's not great in coverage. So there's a lot of tweener to him. There's just a whole lot of Man, it's unfortunate for you, but you're not, and this is not uh, a personal attack on him, but he's not great at any one thing. He's also not dreadful at any one thing, so yeah. he's just kind of stuck. Um, but I do think a fire was lit with him. Uh, you could see it in spring um, because he recognizes that with Tate Bethune coming in, the emergence of Kalen DeLoach in the second half of the season a year ago, that he's in a fight for snaps. I mean, he really is. He's in a fight for reps. And I thought he approached spring with the requisite what for, tenacity, toughness, focus, day in, day out, dog. I mean, that guy was really, I mean, even in the drills, you could tell he would have been annoying to have to deal with. There were no days off, no reps off, no moments in time that he was going to let go to waste. So if he is going to conjure up the best in him, I think he had the right attitude and work ethic in the spring. Not that that's ever been a problem, but I think he recognizes time is of the essence, meaning in his career, and also what is he going to get on a football field. So he's kind of a guy that I'll watch carefully. He's six foot three, 235 pounds. You kind of feel like there should be more explosiveness there. There should be more dominance there. Maybe he has his best year yet, and if he emerges to have his best year yet, and a season where you bring in a Tatum Bethune, who's a tackling machine, uh, is is physically more imposing than you realize to look at him from afar, is both requisite quick and, and and smart and fast enough to play the position and all that it entails in the modern game of football, which you've got to cover. You've got to be able to cover, or you're gonna get isolated in one-on-one matchups, and you're gonna get exploited the way Florida State linebackers have been exploited a lot over the last handful of years. So there's a guy that when you think about the ability to do both, and who has been productive in the college game at a program, sad to say, that's been better than ours, UCF. That's tough for me to say out loud, but they have been over the last, certainly the years that he was there. And this is a guy that had 108 tackles last fall. uh, He has been as productive, uber productive, as you can expect out of a linebacker. So they get better immediately, and he was great in spring. But they're not deep with talent. I continue to talk about that. That's not an. I would bring in a linebacker if I could. Now, this is uh, probably something you're tired of hearing. All the pe- people I'd bring in if I could, right? I'd bring in another defensive end. I'd bring in another linebacker. I'd bring in two offensive linemen. I'd bring in a tight end. I'd bring in a frontline receiver if I could. I'd, you know, so there's a lot I'd bring in. I say this a lot. There aren't too many positions where I'd say, no, we don't need anybody. Running back with the addition of Trey Benson. I wouldn't bring anybody else in right now, for example. I think that room is set. Everywhere else, a lot of times, I'm like, "Eh, you could probably bring somebody else in. And linebackers included in that.
0: Yeah, I think... So Tatum carries his 230 really well. Oh, man. You don't realize You don't
1: even realize he's 230 at all.
0: Um, Gaynor, he tackled well at the end of last year. That's the thing I noticed. He set things up. He, He knew how to break it down better. He took more efficient angles. And you're hoping that that momentum carries because there's a couple of reasons you could be optimistic that it is going to carry over and he's going to get better. It's not just the competition and seeing somebody jump you in the depth chart that wasn't even here on campus last Mm -hmm. year. That's a motivator. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt. Yeah. But the improvement of Kalen DeLoach tells you that development is happening, which is something that we could not say from Bill Miller through, and and maybe Chris Marv had something to do with it, but I'm going to put the line at the end of his season, Chris Marv, because I think he did do a good job in some developments. But – you need a recruiter as well at that position. Yeah. That's where Randy Shannon yeah. is, I think, both. He could do both. Mm-hmm. So you didn't – well, we'll see. But you didn't see development for five or six full seasons at linebacker here. And and that's where you'd say, if Gaynor has improved the way Deloge has improved, they carry that into the offseason. My God, they got better in spring and they get better in fall camp. Yeah. Then you may have fostered some depth out of places you thought that – out of wells that weren't going to spring anymore. And here they are. It's magic. Now I don't know though with Gaynor that you could put him out there in down and distance neutral situations. He might be a specialist. He might that
1: might just be what he is. But you know of those. So
0: is DJ Lundy, but they're opposite specialists. Yeah, but that's the
1: problem. You have two guys there that can't be on the field if it's neutral. And 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 both both of them. And, and and that's not good. That's where you lack depth and you have a lack of explosiveness. And, and so it's 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 tough. It's frustrating. But
0: what's interesting also in that position is the Gantt move. Now, that could be a big nothing burger. We'll it see. might be. We'll see. I thought he'd be gone. But if you play a team that goes four wide a lot or they've got a hybrid type player that's in the slot, maybe that's a matchup that might work for you because he's certainly not quick enough to be a true defensive back, but he's at 190 in spring. Get him up to about 205, 210. Okay. Maybe. I think it's a worthwhile experiment,
1: and then Omar
0: Graham had a nice spring. The true freshman. Omar Graham
1: had a nice spring, but it is a true freshman. How much is to be expected of him in year one? It's awfully tough to project anybody to have a great season for you, a difference-making season for you, their freshman year at that position. No doubt. But it's great though. It's it's a good point to to note that you got a guy coming down the pipeline that you feel pretty good about, and we do because of the spring he had. I agree with you. I I just that's not in my. I guess my point of contingency is I don't think that that's going to be an area of strength per se. But it was an area of weakness the last few years, and now you might go into a season where it's not. And that is, again, improvement. I think it's just fair to try to provide some balance on what these segment groups are.
0: The concern for this year is the same concern for the last whatever. It's coverage. Can you cover? Because they're going to be kept clean with those defensive tackles in front of them doesn't matter if you've got the first-teamers out there or the second-teamers. They're going to have lanes to go make plays at or behind the line of scrimmage, if that's what we need to dial up. And I would assume that this year, Adam Fuller is going to dial up more pressures. You're going to need an Amari Gaynor in an obvious situation, a third and nine, and maybe you've got a twist game or something. I don't know that he's the
1: guy to make that happen. I just, I, that's what I've worried about well, with him. I need him to be.
0: I'm not saying outside linebacker as in rush end. I'm saying yeah. on the field with Bethune or mm-hmm, Deloach mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. situation because you need a little pop. That's what you need, but... The question is coverage, because I think they're going to be kept clean when it's in front of them. But what happens behind them and laterally speaking? If they can cover, then
1: it might actually be a strength. might be. I want to give a compliment to somebody that I don't expect to make a huge difference this year. He hasn't at any year and any point that he's been here uh, other than he was forced to play. Uh, But I do love him for what he is in that locker room and for what the the other players think of him and because of the day-to-day work ethic of which I was referencing and because I think he's... You know, I, I don't know where his head's at in the way that he looks at his career. But you would never know if there's even any element of disappointment or frustration. Steven Dix Jr. works hard all the time. Obviously, he looks like a Greek god. You, you know, that's the getting off the bus guy. That Ian you Gaynor, yeah, you send them two out first. Oh, yeah, god, yeah. I mean, they, they're an impressive-looking uh, football player, but He's just so stiff; he can't move, and the sideline to sideline is—he just really can't play. So the thing is, I would have thought at some point, when you get demoted and your production because you're not playing is going down and down and down, that you may want to look around. He would have been a candidate if you had said, "Who's a candidate that won't be here for long?" Um, I think I I would have—I would have nominated him because just because he—he played so much. When he first got here, he's playing so little now. But it's the opposite with him. He's one of these throwbacks in a lot of ways that I think most college football fans miss terribly. And what I mean by that is you love to see the guy that just is, is sticks through it all. You know, whatever it is, whatever adversity he faces. I don't lament or in any way begrudge certain guys to move on elsewhere where they're going to get more opportunities. But I do, I think like most fans, sort of resent players that – are met with some adversity for the first time in their athletic careers, and the first thing they do is run.
0: Yeah, you know who agrees with you? Jameis. How about that moment in your interview one-on-one? Yeah, Jameis is not a fan of they the cut and running. Portal,
1: Yeah, Well, I don't think any real true competitor is a fan of cut and bait and running the first time you face adversity. It's it runs counter to what it means to sacrifice and commit and to work on improving and getting better on a day-to-day basis and being a good teammate and all those other things, right? It runs counter to that. Now, again, it's a fine line here because I understand that if I sign on and I'm thought of in one way or I made certain promises and I get to a place and that's not happening and I realize that my dreams are kind of falling through the cracks here every year that I – Uh, you know, have to sit over here on the sidelines and not get opportunities where I'm getting asked by other places to come play football and play a more prominent role. Now, I don't know who would be asking Stephen Dix Jr. to come, but surely a Troy, I always fall back on a school like that, would say, yeah, come on down. I mean, at this level, you might be a dominant player. And if the goal is to play and put as much tape out there as possible to give yourself a chance at, I don't know, special teams in the NFL or something, then maybe you would say, I'm going to take that. You know, I'm going to take that opportunity. But we want guys to fight through it. We want guys to not run, tuck and tail, and run the first time that somebody comes along who is a little bit more uh, athletic than they are, or a little bit, a little bit better at this stage of their career than they are. You know, you know what? Should light a fire. Should make you work harder. Should make you whatever it might be. He's been perfect in that way, and I think he's looked up to by his teammates because he's the, you know, obviously he's the first guy in the gym. He's made incredible strides in that regard. He had a good spring for what it's worth. Right, right. He actually had a good spring for what it's worth. Again, that's relative to what my expectations may have been, but he actually made some plays. I was standing, I'll say this, I was standing next to Chris Knee. He's on the beat, everybody knows that, and uh, Chris and I are friends, and we were sitting there talking, and he made two plays in a row towards the end of spring uh, in 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 the team portion, and we both kind of looked at each other, and here's how I think it relates to the way we view him. We both smiled for him. We're like, good good for you, man. Good for you. There are guys you're like, whatever. That guy, like, good. Good for you, man.
0: Well, and sometimes there are players that surprise you, too. Like, LaMarcus Brutus is one of the great examples. Mm. Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, if you did the position previews, the war chant top 40, whatever it is, you'd be like, all right. For three years running, you'd be like, whatever. Not making my list. And then he becomes the fulcrum to that defense. Like, when he wasn't in there, he's saying, where is Lamarcus? Yeah, why is he's he gonna hurt? What's going on? He's got to get us lined up. Yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he would make plays after mm-hmm. he get you lined up. That was a really cool year because I believe he shared the defensive backfield with Javion Elliott. What a strange year that was. And
1: and both, and uh, both shocked us all. To hell and you know, one went to the league and started and played for a long time out and, of nowhere.
0: And sometimes those examples happen. Like Vince Williams has a long NFL career. Who the hell much saw that? longer come?
1: than his brother, who was the much better athlete.
0: Right. I don't know that's going to happen in this case. But those examples yes. give me pause from always from talking in absolutes because you just sometimes you get surprised and there are dudes that you hope it happens for and you're right. Thirty two is a guy.
1: Yeah, guy falls into a role, you know, something like that. Uh, you guys know about Orange Theory Fitness. Now is a great time, really any time. It's a great time to get signed up. But as always, it's the summer of more life, and uh, who doesn't want that, right? Who wants to uh, uh, kind of languish day to day and. Uh, feel lethargic. Uh, I promise you that won't happen if you get signed up at Orange Theory Fitness, uh, science-backed and uh, you'll feel uh, not only a, a lot better on a day-to-day basis while attending Orange Theory Fitness about your own fitness, but also just more energy throughout the day to get the, the tasks done that you want to get done. Uh, of course it helps you lose weight to boot and uh, First class is always free, so you hear me talk about it, but you need to see for yourself, and I think that's true with any sort of exercise physiology, anything like that. You're going to want to go and learn how does this work, and their coaches are so thorough, so really good at removing sort of the intimidation of these workouts Um, I think that uh, maybe when you look into an Orange Theory fitness workout from the outside and you might think boy that looks like there's a lot going on I don't know if I can handle that you can I promise you every level of fitness is represented there but moreover everybody roots for one another it's really not one pitted against another if you want to learn more about it go take advantage of that first class being free uh, also they usually give you huge discounts if you sign up and you buy that heart rate monitor where you can really see your advancements in your cardio. That's a, that's a big deal. Um, and so I would encourage you to do that. Now, Orange Theory Fitness, there's two of them here in Tallahassee. If you're listening uh, really anywhere in the Southeast, there's, there's, a lot of them in, in probably in the state near you or where you are, I should say. So OrangeTheoryFitness.com can give you more information there. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Did anybody happen to catch Tom? It is in progress currently, but of the rounds that have finished, uh, perhaps somebody noted that uh, Webb Simpson is in the lead. I'm just pointing that out. Very nice. You're welcome, everybody. Mm. Hopefully you did. You, you know, hopefully you mortgaged your uh, your your house well, and you uh, bet money you didn't have.
0: Hopefully you picked Webb, because you cast a wide net. There were like 12 dudes. I led that with Webb.
1: Picked. I led with yeah, Webb. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I said the course was perfectly suited for him. Uh, it is. I would also note that Scotty Scheffler's right there, and that, that too, seemed like a pretty reasonable bet since he missed the cut at the PGA, which was stunning. I said that the uh, the actual of uh, course, was set up to do exactly what it's doing, oddly enough, which is that uh, you're going to have a t- player or two that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's Scotty Sheffler, of course. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, whomever, right?
0: Doug Gurgleson, I do believe.
1: Gurgleson I said, could really rise up out of nowhere to steal this thing. And by Gurgleson I meant Dylan Fratelli, who is right there tied. In- <laughs> <It's> good band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good band. <laughs> um, so we'll keep a close eye on this and see if uh, – who I may, in my personal life, had uh, sprinkled some pizza money at 40-to-1 on uh, or 50-to-1, whatever it was, on Webb Simpson to All win right. the tournament. Yeah. There
0: it is. Hello, Webb.
1: That's solving for the future. That's what that's doing, buddy. Solving for the future of the uh, grocery store trip that I've got to make later on uh, next week because my kids eat me out of house and home. Webb Simpson could be solving for the future, thanks to my friends at ISF.
0: It's wild. I saw my second nephew... In birth order, of course, not preference. And it was <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Well,
1: that's my second nephew, uh, Jeff. He's, you
0: know. Well, he's born in 08. The other one was 06. I'm 06. kidding. Three, four inches taller than the last time I saw him. I mean, my God, he's going to be coming for me in about six months to a year. There it is. And the both of them, they're just always in the fridge. That's all they do. Oh, buddy, and I, I miss wanna- it. I miss it so much. We were lucky because our parents indulged us, and I'm sure they cursed our names behind our backs, but oh, they indulged I us.
1: I promise you they did because they're like me. They're the ones buying the food. I've already been given the mission post-show. That's where I'm headed. I'm frequently headed to this particular grocery chain that we... The Winn-Dixie, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. I love filth. So it's just one of those, you know... There
0: goes our football season, by. <laughs>
1: Uh, get it together, Winn-Dixie. Uh, ISF obviously sponsors this segment. You know about ISF, but they want to remind you, uh, and it's important because it's hurricane season, uh, hurricane preparedness season. That's a better deal, right? Hurricane preparedness week, even, for example. Yeah. They yeah. partnered with Second Harvest. That was really cool. I'm going to bring it up again right here because it is very cool. And I always tell you about their expertise, but here they want to remind you to be prepared when hurricanes and other disasters strike. And so basically uh, what's happened here is they did partner with Second Harvest of the Big Bend. They were able to hand out free food and hurricane supply buckets filled with essentials that uh, you need to prepare this hurricane season. They did that, by the way, uh, this past week. So I want to congratulate them, thank them. Uh, We love being partners with ISF. Uh, We talk about their business acumen and what they do with your visions and state government and and the expertise that they provide. Companies all over the country and state government all over the country, even though they're located right here. But uh, that's a doff of the cap for them and Second Harvest, who we both also respect immensely. uh, Make a plan. Build a bucket. Be prepared. Visit ISF.com for more ISF solving the future. So that's good stuff. I tell my wife all the time, uh, honey, go grab that bucket and make a plan. Get prepared. Let's go. And she just stares at me. My plan is if it's coming at us, we leave. That's my plan. Oh, you're not going to buckle up and ride it out?
0: Oh, as our former employer used to say, that it, it was my obligation to do? Hell no. Who
1: said that? Our ownership group. Told you to stay in the face of a hurricane? Yeah, they'd they drive us up a generator and, if we needed it. I yeah. was like, oh, where are you going to hook it up? Because yeah. there isn't one. Yeah. There isn't one in the office. Yeah.
0: So we're going to hook that up. That'd be great. Awesome.
1: Well, now, see, this is where your temper is better suited. I never told you that, did I? No. Because well, it was so I would ridiculous. I have laughed and hung up the phone and been like, yeah, suck it. I'm, I'm not sitting up here waiting on you to drop off a freak...
0: Perhaps that's the transcript that the uh, security system picked (laughs) up after
1: I hung up the phone. I mean get there. We'll get on the air as soon as we
0: can. Matthew's not leaving. He's he's a good helper. Thankfully. He he put the station back on the air more than once. Yeah. If it's coming right at us, no man. It's um I've got, you know, a place in Pensacola I can go to, I've got a place in Palm Harbor I can go to. So
1: every which way, I'm okay. That's funny. Yeah, the um the preparing for the future today is a very simple one for my friends at isf a there is the hurricane preparedness and then b there is phil jeff's fridge because my 14 year old and my very soon to be 12 year old who just got braces today oh man virtual orthodox there you go um
0: that's something for the future he'll thank you not right in the moment though because you told me he's getting spacers or whatever they call he He was and i was wrong
1: Turned out oh. I was wrong. I was so happy. The expanders oh. that that's he did not have to get lucky them. for him. Um, yeah, spacers are terrible. Didn't have to get them, and he's really happy about that. And uh, as on our drive home, this is the kind of dad I am. Already prepping my son to give me money. I said uh, he was telling me about his dreams of uh, being a director or something like that. He was talking about how he would direct shoe commercials. A very specific. That's dream. interesting. Yeah. So
0: he gets the shoe thing from you.
1: Ugh. And he's taking it and run with it. So he's, yeah, but he's talking about these shoe commercials. Yeah, you like that? And, uh, and I said, well, that, that's great uh, because after feeding you and your brother and supplying for braces not once but twice, I expect a little kickback when you have the kind of success you're describing right now. That's solving for the future.
0: You got them the metal mouth, right? That was Bryce had the metal mouth. Same thing for Clark. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the Invisalign thing? Nope, nope. What is the upcharge on the Invisalign? How I don't much know. I don't how much know. more expensive is it?
1: I don't think it's it I don't know if they were even I mean they have that there, but I don't think that they were even eligible for that. It's okay. not standard. It's not like
0: Like do you have to have pretty good teeth in think, order to yeah, get Invisalign? I don't think
1: you can be a mess. Right. Okay. I don't know this. I don't know if you know this or not. I I don't work in the <laughs> Dentistry industry or the orthodontic. I thought maybe
0: you ask questions when you go there. I don't know.
1: No, no, I asked, and then I got the sense that
0: did they did they give you the three proposals?
1: (laughs) Yo, you oh, you do get that. That's for everything.
0: Yeah, the three
1: proposals are for everything. You Mm -hmm. get this, this or that, and I, you know. Anyhow,
0: let's get him the Invisalign. Oh my God, metal it is. Yeah,
1: you're not getting the Invisalign. Dad's done well, but not that well. We're not doing that. Yeah, that's that's also. eh, you know you got to you got to you know two years you got to be wearing these things either the way I don't know, at that age
0: well you did the right thing you got them to shed them and you're, at least Clark's on the path before high school yeah
1: both uh, both will be done. well Bryce is done and, and and is set to go to high school and Clark will be done too I'm
0: like so. yours truly there it is from 14 to 18 Oof. yeah buddy
1: your teeth must have been like Clark's they were jacked i guess so
0: like yeah, you but the really... presenting teeth were beautiful they they presented fine it was the understuff that was nasty
1: yeah, man, I was uh, was like, golly, man, I don't know. Uh, this is uh, it, when we were looking at Clark's teeth. I love you, Clark, but boy, your teeth were like alien-like.
0: For three long years, I had food stuck <laughs> in between the bite plate and my gums. I mean, good Christmas.
1: Uh, I hope you got your money's worth today, ISF. That's it. That's all for the future from ISF. They're an IT and strategy firm. Forty years. They've served state government and business clients across the nation today. They, they told you, get your bucket prepared. Let's go. It's hurricane season, man. I know that we're somewhat unflappable in the state of Florida when it comes to hurricanes, but it's no joke.
0: Uh, don't test it. Yeah. Well, yeah we had a it, bad storm. I lost two trees. This uh, No, please.
1: Yeah. It's no. amazing.
0: Once you own a home instead of rent, you care a lot more about yeah. the track.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I also learned through hurricane scares of recent memory that uh, I am so modern. I have no chance to survive out on my own. Anything ever happens to the power grids where I'm dead. I'll be one of the first ones to die off. I got no shot. I can't deal with no electricity. It drives me nuts. And it's not because I'm addicted to being online or anything like that. In fact, I'm always telling people to get offline. But that air conditioning.
0: Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, <laughs> WarChant TV, which you can find on youtube.com. Oh,
1: man. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 933 Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV. Miss that guy. Feels like he would have been coming out with an album right about now, summer months. You're like, okay.
0: Any minute, yeah.
1: Hetty's going to get us through. Damn it, man. On a day in which Ray is dead. Yeah,
0: I know. At least you got the Chili Peppers. It's not a great album, but it's, they sound like
1: themselves. I gave up. You gave up? They're the same band, over and over again. Same album. It's okay.
0: Sometimes it's, you want to return to just, the old days. Just
1: go get Blood Sugar Sex Magic and be done with it. Um, Every day. I mean, that's just, I can't, yeah, they just, they refuse to grow. Um, but but that said, I would also go back to this here really quickly because uh, I did get some good news. It's not the news of Ray Liotta's death today. That's terrible. It's not that Tom Petty is not with us. That's terrible. It's that we got kickoff times for Florida State football. <laughs> There's a segue. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. I was just about to answer a question on the chat before we went to break, I saw it, and I thought, um, okay, well, I'll answer this. I think Briley did a good job of answering it in the chat, but then we got this news so I can marry the the storyline here, and this makes me happy. Uh, Basically, Preston wanted to know why it is that uh, every day he sees kids committing to various schools. And uh, (laughs) does anyone on God's green earth ever commit to FSU? When was our last high school commit? What them kids doing? So I, I, this is a quandary for me, by the way, um, because I don't care. Isn't that a weird way to answer that question? I have, I think, since told you why several times over. Yes, Swiss Irish mother's milk is a great record as well. Uh, but again, we're going way back. Uh, it's that. Does it really matter? I mean, I guess you want to feel like you have momentum of some kind, and so therefore, when you get a a name of any kind that says, uh, "Hey, I'm coming to FSU," and it's a four star offensive lineman, that's great. Especially if they begin to stockpile, you know, like all of a sudden, hey, look at this, we have all that. But I just don't trust it anymore. We're all so beaten down and broken. I can't go out and love. I can't do it. I know. Jeff, you got to get back on the horse. Better to have loved and lost and never loved at all. It's okay. Get out there. Understand that we can still recruit at Florida State. Just because Travis Hunter screwed us over and one of our most famous former players was at the root of it, the ass that he is, doesn't mean you can't jump back in there and believe once again that a kid means what he says and says what he means, that he's coming to Florida State. But I don't believe any of them. I don't believe any of these kids. None of them. So it does us no good. I don't care if 50 of the best players in the country say I'm coming to Florida State. I don't believe it. I have no reason to. None. It's all going to be dictated by two things. How much money we can give them and whether or not somebody's given more. And whether or not we're any freaking good at all this year to start the season that's it wins that's right it is all about what's going to happen in these first few games that's where i said i think briley may have gotten it right and that is it really is going to come down to whether or not we play well in these first four games are you three and one through four might start hearing an uptick in yeses i'm making my way to tally you don't Nah, i ain't coming we're going to be a bunch of three-star Jesses out here. Now, that is one problem that Mike continues to have. I don't know there's anything he can do about it unless they win. You're just not going to see an influx of four- and five-star players knocking on your door. Uh, at a great rate the way they do some of these other places where you're hearing about kids getting commitments or universities getting commitments from kids that are of uh, high standards that you would wish were committing to Florida State. I mean, you know, we're not sitting around here wishing for a bunch of two-stars to say yes. The point is, every time you hear about one of these recruits, it's a four- or five-star kid. He's going to Texas A&M. He's going to Clemson. He's going to Alabama. He's going to where? He ain't coming here because we have sucked. And that's the hard part. Like, Mike has to have this. I, I can't reiterate this enough. I like Mike. I like that he's cleaned this place up, man. I like that he's a hard-working coach with a real vision. He sells it well. It's been bought into by the people that are here. The assistant coaches do a good job of staying on message all the time. The day-to-day operations are better. Everything about what he's doing is right. Right. The next part of what he has to do in order to stay here and and, and really benefit from the fruits of this hard labor of having flipped this locker room and the toxicity is gone is that he's just got to win because there's no way you're going to get five-star recruits and four-star recruits to say yes to Florida State. Too much time has passed since we mattered. Too much time has passed since we were elite. And it's just, it's tough because... I agree we have a bunch of just another guys. We do. That's what we have. We have a lot of Jags with very few exceptions. I mean, that you can hear it in my voice when I come in here and I talk to you guys about what I saw at spring football. Every day we came in, I'd be like, well, so-and-so's taking a step. And it does matter how you couch it. It does matter how you phrase it. It does matter. You know, I think sometimes I did a poor job and maybe left some of you thinking that I think this team stinks. I don't think they stink. I just don't think they're any good. And so it's kind of like duh, duh.
0: Well, listen, you just need the stepping stone to be the size of your foot. It doesn't have to be huge. That's what we're looking for here. Is you're that's just looking for them point. to be good enough that you can walk to the next place. That's what you're hoping. And they are better across the board, I think. As, I think as units true. of 11. Now, I won't believe special teams till I see it.
1: <laughs> But I think we got better there already. Maybe no. I mean, you got you brought in a guy that will catch the football uh, at punt return. Micah Pittman is going to catch yes. the football.
0: Yes, but you know, you still have to cover and block and do all those other things. Now you hope that once you get better players in the roster by osmosis, you're just better at special teams because the the candidates you have to put out on those particular plays are better at their jobs. That's good. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to believe it when I see it. But the units of 11 on offense and defense, even with what we lost at edge rusher, I believe are going to be better than they were last year as a group. Not individually in some segments, but as a group. Is it good enough, though, to mix with an NIL pitch here or there? To win over. To win over three kids who are top 150 players. Whatever it is, wherever your line of delineation falls. Mm -hmm. I
1: I, I really, I got to tell you personally that, Beyond okay, now I'm going to remove any objectivity. All right, I'm going to remove the the analysis part of what I do and the giving of an opinion that I do on a daily basis. And I'm tell you as uh, what I desperately want to see, what I'm really hoping for, because I greatly respect many of the coaches on this staff and the hard work that they've put in. I greatly respect their coaching acumen, uh, m- not all, but many. Uh, I greatly respect certainly their work ethic, and I think. I think you would agree with this. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think they do care. I think they care about the kids. I think they care in general about the the kids' well-being and and getting the most out of their careers. and and I think that's true. I believe that.
0: Yeah, just put it this way. If this was the group that was here in 08 or 09 and there was not the NIL world, I'd feel very confident about where things are going. The fly in the ointment for me is the money. Yeah. But I I think they're doing all the other things correctly.
1: Yeah, they're doing a lot of things right. They're doing a lot of things right. So what I'm... What I'm what I going to say here as more of a fan is uh, I just I want that to be rewarded. I want all those great aspects of who they are and the work they've put in and what they've been able to do in terms of the, the locker room that I just alluded to and, and, and the having of a plan. You know, when they were 0-4 last year, uh, it, there is a moment to shine, and we'll look back on it forever if it works out for Mike Norvell. It really is uh, is something to behold if it works out, and we'll see. But when they were 0-4 and they had suffered the indignity of the program's worst loss in its history, he didn't waver. He never wavered from the day-to-day, never wavered from the, the same messaging that he had from the first day he got here.
0: He didn't turn on the players. He
1: didn't turn on the players in any way, shape, or form. The coaches have said publicly in articles and otherwise that he was the same guy behind the scenes that he was before he ever coached a down here at Florida State, that everything remained the same. Well, that's important because that tells you he believes in his plan. He believes in his methods. He believes in the coaches he hired to implement those. And if he radically shifted from what he had stated himself to be with the plan in place, then we would have known it was all nonsense, it was a pitch, and that we really have no backbone, that there's nothing to fall back on. But instead, you did. You had a guy who showed you, hey, man, I am who I am. I'm telling you, I believe this. This is going to work. We're going to ride it out. It's not working now. Am I pissed about it? And then the famous speech, and you see that come out. But... I don't care about rah-rah speeches like that if I don't believe in the person giving it and I don't believe that he believes it. I do believe he believes it because his actions have shown me he does. So, damn it, I want him to win because that would then carry over. That will not only win people over, it'll win recruits over because people will then say, like, this guy's got a plan. He has stuck by it all along, and it's working. They're upwardly mobile. I want to commit to something that's upwardly mobile that is on the cusp of taking the next step. I just want to see it. I, i'm I'm a little jaded because the recruiting rankings aren't great. The numbers haven't been awesome in terms of what we've brought in in terms of high end quality. Nil has happened since he's arrived. He may have too many things stacked against him to ever get out the other side. He might, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think we're at a crossroads. It's a, I can't say it enough. It's a very
0: important year. It is, and it's just if you look at it, you're talking about the genuine nature of what he is. Like you know, he might be there might be some drawbacks to his personality. Every coach has those, but he is authentic. That that's the person that you experience. Yeah. An yeah. oppressor is mm-hmm. the guy you get behind the scenes and all that. If you look at the world as not the matrix, but instead of those green lines, you see a stock ticker. Right, it's just like all <laughs> numbers and cents. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That genuine nature would lead me to believe that you could get a player on a discount to come here because they buy into him, Mm -hmm. which is important. But you can't get enough of those to change your program around. Of course not. you got to have some money. you got to have some. And that's where Rising Spirit, you keep doing what you're doing. Acquire the other collectives. I don't care. Whatever it is you have to do to make as much money as possible. But every dollar matters to us. I'm sorry. We are not Publix. We are Dollar General. So, well, maybe somewhere in between. Maybe Food Lion. We're Food Lion right now. Could be Winn-Dixie. Every coupon matters. And if Mike can get us through with eight or nine wins this season, whatever it is, then he might be able to get a couple of yeses for, say, oh, I don't know, $200,000 instead of $350,000. And there's a lineman, $150,000 saved that you can spend somewhere else. Because I'm looking at it as, as pure economics. And he's a guy who could get you those discounts, but you got to prove it. And this is it I was this behind is the a year. woman
1: the other day For the first time in a long time That broke out like 15 coupons My like, man
0: That would be ma'am oh, Ma'am
1: Come on What are we doing here
0: You never had to go through that Now 15 I know is excessive But I mean
1: I haven't had to do it in a long time
0: Oh I see So you've forgotten what it's like
1: I think But also people have There's a better way to do it now It's not all this sitting around I don't know
0: did she break out the checkbook, too?
1: Yeah, uh, this was a no. this, yeah 60-something, 70-something-year-old woman, yeah.
0: So she wrote the check with the exact amount?
1: I didn't look at the, I mean, I'm, yes. You were in a different lane by then? No, I, I well, okay, yes. I, I waited and waited and waited. I got very frustrated. I looked up and went, okay, this, this is what we're doing. How right? many
0: items did you have?
1: Three. I had three items. <laughs> I carried them to the counter. She could have been nice enough to be like, listen, I'm old, antiquated, passed over. Uh, Those people are saints,
0: though, that read the room. They're like, oh, come on. Yes. Yeah.
1: If you're walking in with 15 coupons and a checkbook, man, don't be an ass. Get out of the way. Oh, all right. Get out of the way. People, we want to live. You You got nowhere to be. I
0: give you a narrow berth, and you just (laughs) said, we're widening this, baby.
1: (laughs) Ryan just said FSU's the lady writing a check for cat food. Oh, bless our hearts. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. wrap it up, Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. A couple things here. FSU announcing two more kickoff times. Florida State football has selected, been selected for two more regional broadcasts in 2022. It was announced today. Season opener against Duquesne on August 27th. Uh, will kick off at 5 o'clock. It'll air on the ACC Network. Uh, I, mean, I guess it's important to know the time. It's Duquesne. It's hot as Hades.
0: Hey, man, if you're doing a post-game show, that's critical. That's a win. <laughs> that's true. I expected 8.30 God, on ACC God, I wouldn't Network. I would spend a lot
1: of time in that post-game show. I'd be like, listen here, people. It's Duquesne.
0: It's going to be a pre-game show for LSU. That's what that show's
1: is yeah uh, September the 16th, it's the game at Louisville. It'll be a 7 p.m. start time on ESPN. That was either
0: going to be 7, 7.30 or 8. It's a it's Friday, Friday night, night game. Yeah, yeah, we knew that. Yeah.
1: So, kickoff times for four of FSU's 12 regular season games are now set. Obviously, we already announced the uh, game in Louisiana, the all-state Louisiana kickoff. Uh, Us in LSU in New Orleans September the 4th, uh, and then also uh, the Florida home game on Friday, November the 25th. Those are both 7.30 starts on ABC.
0: Now, I am kind of excited that the Louisville game is 7 because it it helps me envision, again, the post-game show work because that could be a really important one. That oh, could yeah. be a really fun one. That could
1: be. I agree with you.
0: There could be many super chats because everybody's just in the given mood.
1: you <laughs> out for money no, already. No, no, no. That's just that's so, part and parcel to winning. Yeah. It's a that, celebration of the victory. That's the analytics. Yeah, it's a celebration of victory. Break out the scotch. Oh, you you, you got to get after it if we win that game on the road. Absolutely. and Move to 2-1 or 3-0. hmm 3-0. Oh, my goodness. You might get, maybe a heavy pour that night. It'll be a great day at the CP the next day. Mm-hmm. Because you'll have
0: a full day of college football to bask in the glow oh, of 3-0. Look
1: at these guys fighting for their lives while well, we're 3-0. and 0. Man,
0: I guess we'll be 16th now. Another
1: team lost. How about that?
0: Probables time.
1: Fired up if you would, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables. <laughs> Cincinnati's beating the Bejesus out of the Cubs 11 5. They're in a rain delay, however. It's Justin Steele and Hunter Green. Yankees, Rays tonight. Nestor Cortez, Ryan Yarbrough, Rockies, Nats. Herman Marquez, Patrick Corbin, Guardians, Tigers, Connor Pilkington. Oh, she get out of here. Oh, it's Connor Pilkington again. Tariq Skubel, Phillies, Braves, Aaron Nola, Kyle Wright, Royals, Twins, Daniel Lynch, Devin Smeltzer. Brewers, Cards, Eric Bauer Adam Wainwright, Red Sox, White Sox, Michael Walker, Dallas Keuchel. Sounds like a phrase. I can't decide. Michael Walker, Dallas Keuchel. What do you want to do? Six oh one. Blue Jays, Angels, King Yun Ryu, and Shohei Atani. Good match. Good match. Dodgers, D-backs, Mitch White. Humberto Castellanos and Rangers A's. I went Italian for you. That's, But that's two very different cultures. I know. Mitch White. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mitch White and Humberto Castellanos, yeah. I love this country. It's good stuff. Rangers A's, Martin Perez, and Frankie Montas.
0: For Ray Liotta.
1: Yeah, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Damn it, man. Karen... Uh, Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you.